Hello. Hello, hello. This is Hike Talk Repeat. Danny McMahon joined by Maher. Wait, what's your last name, Maher? Patra Hill. Patra Hill. <laughs> Is that close? <laughs> no, nowhere near. Bashra Hill. Bashra Hill. Yeah, with a B, not P. Bashra Hill. Yes, Bashra Hill. Bashra Hill. Going up a hill. Bashra, Bashra Hill. Hill. Going up a hill. Okay, exactly. cool, man. Yeah. And uh, what language is Bashra Hill? Well, my dad's from Yemen, which would make him Middle Eastern, so that would be a Middle Eastern last name. Oh, okay. But what language is it? Arabic. Oh, it is Arabic. Arabic, yes. Okay, very cool. Yeah, I'm not very, I'm not very schooled on Arabic. <laughs> well, that's what it. I'm here for, Dan. Yeah, so are you going to language? Mate. I guess so. I all, guess within so one, all within one hour. I like hey, your thinking, buddy. There you go, mate. Yeah, dude. So, me and Maher, we got set up. Um, we met during a soccer game? We did. I believe it was, we yeah. Did. I think it was the women's soccer game against UCI, correct? Again, yeah, I think got, it was actually, yeah. yeah. I think it was tied 2-2 at the end of the game, or 1-1, I'm not too sure, but yeah, that's when we met you and I. I believe it was a... In a restroom, actually. That was the first time we actually met. <laughs> you know what I mean? What a way to meet someone, right? The, the, cla- the classic restroom meeting place. There you go, mate. You know yeah. what I mean? That's where friendships usually start at, you know what I mean? In the restrooms. <laughs> yeah, you know, because that's how you can know, like, does this dude... Does this dude wash his hands, or does he not wash his hands? Exactly. Right? <laughs> or is, he is that door like... being opened with a paper towel, or is just going? <laughs> just going for it. Although the the bathroom there is wide open, there's no it door is. to open, so you're good. Every man for himself. <laughs> <laughs> Every man for himself is actually in there, mate. Yeah, man. Yeah. All right, cool, dude. So, uh, what year are you? I am. I guess you'd call me a senior, but this is my sixth year in school, so I guess okay. a super, super senior, I guess, in that sense. You're, you're a Van Wilder senior. I am, mate. I'm a, I'm a veteran, as you would say. What fraternity are you from? Oh, man. You know what? Funny enough, I did actually <laughs> place for a frat in my first semester in Cal- uh, at Long Beach State. It was okay. You know, yeah. went there for three months. Greek life just wasn't for me. Just wasn't for me, mate. It wasn't yeah. for me, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's just, I just assume most people in school for six years were partying most of the time. Yeah, yeah. Hey, but listen. you're probably just switching majors, or what's your story? Honestly, uh, switching majors for one, two, not taking school as serious as I should, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, but switching majors for sure was a big one, because I initially started as a political science major, mm. and I'm now a journalism major. So quite the shift there. Went from political science to business. Started out in the business world for a little bit. I thought to myself, hmm, I could learn this for free on the internet. <laughs> so I said, you know what? I'm going to yeah. transfer this into something that I actually enjoy. And in school, reading and writing was always my skills. Right. So yeah. journalism predominantly is reading, writing, and reporting. So I thought it was a match made in heaven. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, I actually had a... Uh I can't pronounce his last name. I had, I had a poly. You sign. and last names, Dan. You and last <laughs> names, mate. <laughs> yeah, uh, his his name was Matt Lassigne, Lassini, Lassini, something like that. Right, right. Yeah, I just I had him on two weeks ago. Okay. We we're talking about how uh, just like the implications of Congress not having a Speaker of the House, and uh, I was kind of wondering. And on, in all honesty, I got I should probably get him back on because the main point of me having this dude on was okay, so. I don't know if you follow politics much. I, I mean, do. you were a poli sci major, so, so yeah, you're familiar. Like Kevin McCarthy voted out of Congress yes. because he worked with Democrats. Yep. And Democrats and every and the Democrats turn around and every single one of them voted to get him out. Correct. It seems fairly <laughs> ironic. Like it he's, does. he was put on trial for right. working with them, and then they voted, and then him they out. unanimously yeah. voted him out. Like assuming that the people. 
on the other side, we're going to get right. somebody that's all of a sudden going to work with them even more. Right. I mean, that's politics for you, Dan. It's a dirty game. It's a dirty game, to be honest with it you. It still doesn't make any sense because it the guy that just got elected is way more far right than he was. So it's like, it's like it's like it's like the Democrats had the opportunity to just leave this guy in office. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I, it's just beyond me. It really is beyond me, mate. Politics. You know, one thing I can say about politics, Dan, like I said, it's a dirty, dirty game. No matter where you go, by the way. Yeah. Obviously, me being from the UK, I can tell you our government is no different to the government out here. Uh-huh. Essentially, the same tricks, the same policies, the same, you name it. You know what I mean? So, yeah. It's uh, politics, politics, politics. Very dirty game. <laughs> very, very dirty Yeah. Game. All right. So, let's talk about it. So, uh, you were over there in... Uh so tell me about your life, man. You I'll were in the UK. You. What's what's up with this? Let's start from the jump. Let's so start from the jump. Start from the jump. So uh, my mom, yeah. So my mom is East African. She's from Somalia. Okay. My dad's from Yemen. He's East uh, Middle Eastern. I was born in London. Uh, when I was six years old, I moved to Egypt. Now, obviously, the shift from moving to the UK and Egypt was quite the change for me because, obviously, mind you, in my five-year-old, six-year-old brain. When I think Egypt, I think pharaohs and the pyramids, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah for sure, I, for as sure, most people yeah. do, right? As kids, so I moved to Egypt. That's what I thought, unless I, until <laughs> until Anthony Bourdain went to Egypt, and I was like, oh, there you go, and he's mocking the the pyramids and. Do you ever watch that show? I did, yes. This guy's yeah. good, right? Yeah, he's not too bad. He's not too bad. He's not too bad. So obviously I go into Egypt now and I see cars and buildings and roads and all oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay, so it's not, you know, pharaohs walking around. his actual civilization going right. around here. Yeah. So, um, no, no mummies rising no from the dead. No mummies rising from the dead. None of that stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, they're in, they're in the museum kept in there but they're not coming out on the public for sure yeah so um yeah so obviously i lived out there for 10 years of my life but the real shift was going back to england from egypt mm-hmm. because i'll tell you this right obviously i grew up growing up in the uk uk culture and all that but when i was at home it was very much middle eastern so yeah. essentially moving to egypt the only shift was the culture at home was now on the outside too and like so egypt is kind of like Middle East, Middle meets, East, North Africa meets Africa. It's it like does, very, yeah. very much has like a bleed over of the it cultures. Is, right there, it right? is, yeah. It's kind of the entry point to Africa if you yeah. were to get into that because it's right in there. It's a leeway to the Middle East and a leeway to North Africa. Okay, so for sure, yeah. It's a uh, you know you got the Suez Canal there, canal. So yeah, it's quite Suez a Suez Canal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember when that boat got stuck there. Oh, <laughs> you remember that? Oh, crazy, dude. I was crazy. It took, what, about a week for him to actually get the boat out of there or something like that? I don't know. Yeah, I felt like it was yeah. longer, but yeah, no. No, you, it took a like, while oh, for week, sure. And it's like, yeah, it's a big it's, it's a, a big passage. You know, obviously, so. especially, exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, moving back to so you were So you were six till when? Six to 16. Six to 16. Yeah, for 10 years, a whole decade living in Egypt. So what'd you do over there? Just went to high school, dude. Just lived out there, you Just know? Just hung. Just hung, honestly. Lived out there, made friends, immersed myself into the culture. Right. Um, I knew the language too, so that was the easiest part for me, I guess, transitioning. Uh, and that's Egyptian? Arabic. Arab- oh, so the, it's all Arabic. It's the Egyptian dialect of Arabic. So uh, obviously yeah. you've got different dialects. Like, for example, in yeah. English, where I've got my British accent, you've got your American accent. Yeah. Whereas and then English. Australians, nobody knows what the heck they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was the only one. <laughs> but yeah, so you've got different dialects in Arabic and um the Egyptian dialect I would say personally is the easiest one to learn for anyone learning Arabic. So yeah. Okay. Um but yeah, learning a language was um kinda easy because like I said I already spoke it. Yeah. And moving out there and you know, dressing myself was pretty easy, man. I loved it. I really did love it. I go back to Egypt any chance I can get. Um, got you know, still speak to my friends out there. Got family live out there, so yeah, it's a country that I'm connected to very much. So to this very day, 
Yeah, so you got so you know a bunch of people living over there and I stuff do, like that. I do, yeah. And by all means, like you can avoid it if you want. But uh, yeah, so like that whole war going on out there, yeah. Egypt has been brought up in the conversation a little bit. Yeah, they have. They have. Yeah. What? What? It, what? Do you? What? What are the people or your people? Mm-hmm. You know, what are your folks, your family, your friends? Mm-hmm. You know, what do they? Mm-hmm. How do they feel about this whole thing? Well, obviously, it's. You know, it's a touchy subject to speak about, obviously, because there's a lot of lives lost. It's very, very, very touchy. touchy. That's you why know, I'd understand sure. if you yeah, want. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, well, lucky enough for me, where my family's located at is very far away from all the conflict, so mm, they're safe good. in that sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, here's what I can say. You know, a lot of people have been talking about, you know, I guess, Egypt's refusal to, like, accept in Palestinian refugees and whatnot. All I can say is this, right? Currently in Egypt... There's, how can I put this into words? Um, it's a country that's already struggling with its own people. Mm-hmm. So I guess you would say the last thing that they would need on their plate is to add more people to that plate that they can't already handle. Right. If you get what I'm saying here. It's, uh, yeah, totally, yeah. You know, so like, not to be insensitive or anything like that, but it's just, as I said, currently I don't think Egypt is in the best position to put themselves in a place where they can help people when they're struggling to help themselves. Right. No, so, I mean, that makes total sense. You know what right, I mean? Yeah, so, right. um, it's just... The blind leading the blind kind of thing. Essentially, like, mate. You're you know, like, hey, like, I'm just trying to take care of myself right now. It's like, just, we're going you know, through over here, mate. If you want to join us, you're more than welcome to. But just mind you, you know, it's not going to be that much different in terms of your quality of life. Right. It know? might be less violent. Absolutely. No, well, that might. It will yeah, be less it will violent. Be, it, for thousand percent, but you know the quality of life or you know aspirations of you having a better life. Yeah, yeah, it probably won't gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, is that is that court okay for you? Yeah, it's great actually. You yeah, good? Because I can I can adjust I the know. mic so you can sit straight. Maybe actually, you know what? Let Here, me get a little a bit closer. Let me get a little bit closer to the microphone. I guess. There you go. Oh, you know what? There you go, mate. Now my shoulders. can get feel, a little closer there. Now my I shoulders feel great. Yeah, I saw you leaning over a little bit. <laughs> So if you want to make any more adjustments, you can just perfect. loosen it and then tighten perfect, it up. Perfect, perfect. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it's like, it's it's so, I mean, just the whole thing. And I don't know, I like, I really am not coming from a place, you know, I'm like, dude, I'm an American, right? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. But like, you know, like the only time I've felt like, oh shoot, like we're under attack or whatever, right. it was 9-11. For sure. I was in fifth grade. Yeah. And um, what was that like during that time during 9 for you? I mean, speak to I mean, me I was, as, so like as I was, American. Tell right, me. I was a kid. And right. of course, I'm on the other side of the country. Right. Right? Right. And, uh, I'm, you know, it's it's morning. I'm getting ready for school. One of them, what, like, I, what, uh, my parents have the Today Show on. Right. And I actually saw one of the planes fly into the building. No way. Yeah, dude. And so. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's like, it's like, holy crap. This is, this is like kind of like you don't really comprehend it and as a kid you're like i know that's really terrible of course yeah. but you don't really know about war that much you know fifth yeah. grade i'm like 11 or something like that you know right 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 um get to school because my mom was always about me going to school no matter what and a lot of my classmates they didn't go they didn't show up to school just because you know nobody was really sure what was going to happen and then throughout the week even as a kid you know you find out about like the pentagon right. and the other plane that just crashed into a field right right um that's true, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like we were on full on on it, and you know we we're getting attacked, right? Yeah, yeah. And then um, shortly after that, my uncle uh, was a, he was a reserve for the Marines, and he enlisted when went to the Middle East and stuff. Uh, he was a medic for the Green Beret. Mm-hmm. See, he was like mm-hmm. in his fifties, and most of the wow. most of the people he was with are like 
late the oldest 30 or something like that, right? right so it was right, a big right, age right. gap. For sure. Um, but yeah, it felt like, uh, man, this is terrible. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and you know, as I grew as I grew older, I did start having the feeling of, okay, um, the re- the the reason these folks hate us is because we're over there in the first place, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then this time, like what's going on right now, right? I mean, I still feel that way. I still feel like we don't need to be as internationally um, involved involved in stuff. Right. Like I, I do fully feel that way, right? But I also don't am not like like full on a hundred percent like oh they should have attacked Israel kind of mm-hmm, thing which mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people are a hundred percent behind it mm-hmm. and it just seems like I don't know I don't know the, that much about bureaucracy and like whether or not they were trying to peacefully negotiate and stuff like that you know right, right, um, right. like for example dude like okay if like you know the civil rights movement in the United States. Mm-hmm. If, if like, black folks, like, just went and did what Hamas did to mm-hmm. the United States to gain their civil rights, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have ended well for them. Mm-hmm. You know, Martin Luther King Jr. used peaceful protest and actual litigation and got laws passed. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Palestine is able to even talk to Israel that way. Mm-hmm. I, you know, like, because, mm-hmm. you know, like, on social media and stuff and just, all, like... You know, I do read the New York Times and all that sort of thing, but um, it seems like it, it, who do you talk if, if you talk to one person? You know, Israel is mm-hmm. uh, they're like you know just holding 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 Palestine hostage, right. and then if you talk to somebody else, like right. Hamas is a bunch of terrorists, right? You know, right. so and, right. and like you don't want to clump Hamas in with all the Palestinians. I understand sure. it's just a political party or something sure. like that. But. Yeah, yeah. I just want to ask you a question because like, I've heard this sentiment said by quite a lot of Americans. They've said that post 9-11, it was the most united America they've ever seen in their life. Oh, yeah, totally. Would you agree with that statement? Absolutely. For sure. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tell me about the how, like, what was it? Because I saw the uh, it was that baseball player that ran with the American flag off their home run. Do you know what I'm talking know. about? This, this season? No, no, no. This was like but I think a couple of weeks after 9-11, I believe played for the Yankees at that time. Well, I do remember that what I do, it was the Yankees and the Mets played each other right after that. Yeah. I don't remember the American flag. Being, I'm sure it happened. There was a player. But Bush threw, yeah. the, threw the pitch. Yeah. And it was, yeah. Or maybe it was Giuliani who turned right. out to be a nut job. So, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, he was a hero. That was, I mean, that was the thing. Giuliani, that's like the trip, right? Yeah, because he actually, Giuliani yeah. was a hero. He was he the was. guy that got New York out of this whole situation. Right, with the mafia and, and stuff, exactly. And now yeah. he's, well, not the mafia, just 9-11. He was right. like, the, oh, okay. the, he was the mayor of New York right. during 9-11. Okay. And he, yeah, like, he did clean up the mafia for sure. But like, yeah. you know, like that point, at that point, it was like, oh yeah, he's the guy that, you know, America's biggest, most populous city that was attacked. He was right. kind of like the, the leader the, to get out sure, of that. For sure, for sure. And now he's, you know, now he's Trump's a lawyer. Now he's a meme, mate. You know what I mean? Now he's <laughs> yeah. a meme, mate. He's he become did a, a meme. complete 180 for sure. Oh, my goodness. Um, but, like, as far as as far as far the unity thing yeah. goes, um, yeah, like, we had Bush who, you know, of course, like, it was just, it was different back then, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you, we were united because there was a single enemy if you would right you know what i mean it was right. like okay right we were we were just attacked and now we have like something that we all share, we all share. i guess right yeah, right yeah, yeah and it's so and, and like um so back then when you know like somebody like saturday night live made right. fun of the president right yeah yeah they would make fun of um 
Bill Clinton, the president before, and George Bush in like the same way. Okay. And people on the right and the left were able to laugh at it, no matter who you supported, because it right. was just jokes. Okay. Now it's like it seems a little bit more personal mm-hmm. to everybody when somebody gets made fun of. You know what I mean? And it's like definitely look, I'm a Democrat, you know what I mean? But it definitely seems like they go light on Biden, heavy on Trump. It's just kind of like everything right. is so lined up that way. Right. And it's de- for me, it's definitely an effect of social media. You know, you I live in your own say, echo chambers sure, and stuff yeah. like that. Social yeah. media, man, that's a dangerous tool. You know, because if right. you really think about it, Dan, right? Social media only shows you the things that you want to see. Yeah, or or the stuff that you absolutely don't want to see. I mean, the stuff sure. that's gonna, the stuff that's going to really piss right. you off. Yeah, or all the stuff that you're just going to because the with. algorithm, right? It just yeah. shows you your likes, what you've liked, what you've shared, yeah. what you've commented on. So all you're seeing is what you want to see, right? No matter what. So literally, every single person, essentially in quotation marks, is living in an echo chamber because oh, yeah. on their timeline, all you're seeing is your own stuff. Mm-hmm. Nothing out of the ordinary or your ordinary, just what you agree with, twenty four seven. Which I think is dangerous, mate, because what I can tell you about moving to different countries is that perspective matters. Yeah. And your perspective isn't paramount to anything. Mm-hmm. It's only a little part of a big pie. Right. Do you know what I mean? And understanding that things may be more complicated than you, I guess, give it time to or things are bigger than you actually think they are could possibly lead you to a better endeavor. Do you know what I'm saying? But... The echo chambers, as we pretty much talked about, prevents people from doing that because all you're seeing is what you want to see every single time. Right. Which which kind of, you know, negates, I guess, prevents you from actually growing as a person. Yeah. Well, so, and, yeah. well also, like I said, also the stuff that's going to piss you off as much as possible. Oh, yeah. For that's sure. a part of it, too, because sometimes oh, yeah. you like something yeah. that talks crap about something yeah. and then it progresses to something even worse, it right? It does, for sure. To something yeah. that's not necessarily real, right? Yeah, oh, my goodness, mate. Honestly, but so like, shit, yeah, for sure. When I want like, to go back to like that little piece, like your perspective is just a little piece of the larger pie, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's, it's something that, like, you know, a lot of, lot of people are even taught. You know right. what I mean? Like, I had, like, my rhetoric class is kind of like a. It was like a keystone, right. which was we all live in our own realities, yeah. right? Which is absolutely true. Like mm-hmm. it, that is what you're saying. Like our For perspective sure. is this, this little, but to be okay with your reality being real is mm. where it becomes a problem. Okay, do you know what I mean? Like under yeah. to not understand something outside of your little sliver. Exactly. Because what's true to you shall forever be true to you because it's true to you. For sure. Sure, but yeah. you need to. Sometimes you need to step outside of that and realize. Right. There, like you said, there's a bigger pie. Quick question: and Expose some, yourself to somebody. Quick question that, with yeah. that, though. Let, let, let's let's like let's piggy bank on that a little bit on that idea. Where do you draw the line, though? Because I feel like sometimes you can go a bit too far out and lose yourself. Yeah. So, so when do you, you think? So I'll give you an example. Let's yeah. just say you've got an idea, yeah. a theory, you want to prove to people, and you can go so far with that theory to a point where it removes itself from reality. Right. So how do you prevent that from happening? Do you feel? Where do you feel like you draw the line in that sense? Uh, you have to. You you have to. Talk to people that are willing to actually talk to you. Uh-huh. Right? Like, yeah. I mean, there's so... Okay, so back... This is like kind of a social media... Like, this can happen to anybody that surrounds themselves with yes people. Correct. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Kanye, yeah. for example. Like, he's made he's made a big change, right? I don't yeah. know if you if you follow basketball. I do. Right? James Harden. Yeah. Like, he obviously doesn't have anybody telling him no in his circle. For sure. Right? It's for all sure. like... G- Kanye thinks he's Jesus. You know what I mean? Like flat out. Like there's yeah. there, that, there's no way there's somebody around. Jesus, him. mate. He's going, you know, he quit himself yeah. Jesus. You know what I mean? There yeah, you go. Exactly. <laughs> it all started with Jay Z when he says, uh, what did he say? Something about 
Jesus did something and Kanye lays beats. Something like church, that. There's yeah. no church in the wild. I forgot the line. Yeah, no church. Oh, that song was a great song, by the way. That's no fantastic. So, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Like Kanye makes great music. Or he, he made great music. I don't like his newer albums. They're okay, too, they're too okay. far out there. Don't know is okay. Don't okay, but right. okay. But back to back to your point, right? You have to you have to talk to people that you know are not just gonna tell you what you want to hear, hmm. right? For example, like if I'm on. Um, if I'm doing, if I'm, if I'm on doing play by play, right, right, for, yeah. for a sporting event, right, yeah. and I'm not that good, but people don't want to hurt my feelings, right, and they're like, oh yeah, dude, you did good today, yeah, and they keep telling me I did good today, right, I'm going to keep doing the same thing over and over, and I'm going right. to continue to suck, for sure, right, and, right, and so like you know you got to say, hey, look, be honest, you suck, I want, yeah, I'd be, <laughs> or, or like what can I improve on, you know what I mean, right, like, yeah. pick up the energy a little bit, learn yeah. the names. Give us a little more fat, whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, don't just right. tell me, oh, that was good. That was really yeah, good. Like, right, right. like, of course, like, it's nice to hear. And, like, I, it, like you want to hear, like, you it's are reassuring. doing good. Because yeah. that that's encouraging to continue going. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to just be like, oh, what can I do better? And they're like, everything. <laughs> like, that's not right. You know what I mean? Like, there's a balance to that. You want, yeah, you want more detailed um, answers for sure. But, yeah, also just doing this right here. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily trying to drill people's, uh, drill your opinion into somebody else. Right, mm-hmm. like we're just talking. Yeah, you know, if yeah. you say something that I don't agree with, I say something you don't agree with. It's not necessary, and like I can see that you mm-hmm. don't agree with it. Mm-hmm. Don't continuously try to convince. I shouldn't continuously try to convince you that I'm right. Correct. Yeah. Be okay with our disagreement. That's Let the issue, sit. though. Let man. it settle. Like everybody has. Yeah. You're from two different countries. Now you're over here. Like I'm born and raised in California. You know what I mean? Like. We can think differently yeah. and still love each other. For sure. One thing I can tell you, Dan, is that this year, me traveling around you know, uh, England, Egypt, and now in the US, us humans, mate, we're very similar in a lot of ways. I think that that people tend to forget that you know we are very... The only thing that, I guess you can say, separates us is culture and language and food, right? Yeah. But other than those two things, the basis of every human being is the exact same. Think we all wake up in the morning, you'll go to work, you'll eat lunch, we will have our dinner, go back to our loved ones, go to bed, and repeat the segment tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. No matter where you go in the world, that's what everybody does. Mm-hmm. That's the foundation to most human beings. And I feel like if we understand that, then understanding different perspectives, different opinions will become a lot more easier. Forget what I'm trying to say, because people think in their brain, I'm different than you, mate. There's no way we are the same because, you know, I may think this, you may think that. How could you think that I'm better than you type thing? Whereas it's just, no, mate. <laughs> That's not how life works, you know? It's just not how it works. It's just different people, mate. Different strokes with different folks, as they say, you know? So um, understanding that is the biggest key for me. And once I understood that personally, it made things a lot more easier for me to understand, you know, from people's opinions and perspectives. Just accepting the fact that, as I said earlier, my reality is a small part of the pie. Mm-hmm. You know, and knowing that had just made my life living a lot easier. Yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, that's something that I said. Like, it's kind of like my saying was, where it's like everybody has something in common. Oh yeah, every it doesn't matter if doesn't matter. you don't have running water and you live in some other country and you live in New York City in yeah. a sky rise. You know what I mean? Like yeah. everybody has something, whether or not it's the air you breathe. You guys might like. You react the same way to certain things, you know what I mean? Emotions are universal. For sure. Some people might think certain things are funny, and some people might not think those things are funny. Right. But that emotion of laughter and happiness, that 
giddy feeling it's is universal. the same amongst everybody. No matter where you At are. the very least, you know yeah, what I mean? Like you can sure. you can even be like I mean, soccer, you know, like people that like soccer all over the globe from different classes of life, different mm-hmm. walks of life. You know, there's sure. something you can build upon with every single person, no matter how different they look, they right. feel and all yeah. this sort of stuff, you know, like, right. yeah, like, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of, it's, it is kind of crazy how focused, hyper-focused, I don't know if it's just in America, but like, it does seem like it's been something, at least since Trump's been president, where right. it's like, we are a hundred percent focusing in on our differences yeah, I can. and how like nobody can relate to because right. they're not me. They don't have my intersections. Yeah. And, and it's like, I look, did, man, you, like, yeah, you know what? We're all so, people, bro. The fact that you bring it up, Dan, I'll be honest with you, mate. There were instances when I've been in here where I've noticed that, you know, where people, okay, I'll give you, a, I'll give you a little story, right? So there was this one day I was playing basketball over in, Glen, uh, over in not Glendale, sorry, in Inglewood. And this was about two and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. And I was Do you just, live over there? Oh, no, just because uh, me and my friend play basketball, and I was like, I want to play against good players. Uh. He's like, bro, Inglewood, that's where that's the place to go to. <laughs> I'm like, let's shoot it, man, let's go. Right. When there, great competition, mate. It was great, I had a lot of fun. So I'm sitting down, I'm just chatting to people and whatnot. And I'm just hearing, you know, I'm just seeing a lot of people kind of talk the same, act the same, do the same things, kind of a fear to act out of the ordinary in quotation marks oh. do you know what I'm saying like if you're this person you must be into this you mm. must be into that you must do this you must do that and if you do if you don't do those things you are a weirdo who are you what's wrong with you you know and I've run into that quite a few quite a lot out here in comparison to other places I've been to um, I don't know what the reason is mate I think as you said like you know, because since Trump's been president, I mean, this, I don't know, well, you've lived a lot more than me, so you know this a lot better than I can, but I feel like race, religion, ethnicity, it's uh, a heightened and emphasized topic in this country a lot more than I've, anywhere else I've been, to be honest with you, because yep. Yep. anywhere else I've been, mate, you know, me being black, for example, has not really been a topic of conversation. Right. That's like the last thing I mentioned, you know, what I mentioned is what I'm into, you know, my interests, what I'm into, music, you know, do I like pizza, burgers, am I a waffle pancake guy? <laughs> yeah. Those are things people ask me about. Yeah. Whereas out here, I feel like a lot of people when you say I'm black and then start with everything else afterwards, you know, where me being black right. is the most important thing about me. Whereas like, no, nah, mate, it's my exterior to who I am as a person. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not who I am. I mean, yeah, it's my skin color for sure, but there's a personality behind it. <laughs> You get what I'm saying? I've always, I felt like there's just boxes that people have to put you in out here a bit too much. Yeah, man. Um, dude. But no, I get it, though. I understand you, it, you know, to a certain extent, you know. I understand, I guess, <laughs> the history of the United States and whatnot. You can understand why people, I guess, some may think that way and some may be a little bit worried, I guess. But then again, mate, I feel like, I don't know. It's just, just be yourself, you know. Just yeah. be yourself, mate. Like I don't. I think a lot of people are just scared to be themselves nowadays, and it's just you know I don't want to act outside the box. You know I want to be this person, be comfortable. You know if I act too out of the ordinary, then you know I guess no one will like me type thing, or be alienated in a sense. Right, and yeah. it's like yeah, you want to be a likable person. For you sure. know you want you don't yeah. want to be a jerk and like yeah. whatever. But no, like I get what you're saying, be your own unique self. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean that's something that it's. I mean it's a struggle for a lot of people, even me. You know like. Not being not like just like growing up, you yeah. know, like I always felt sometimes folks would look at me, think this, that, and the third. You know, I'm like the privileged class. I'm not thinking of like discrimination or something yeah. like that, but yeah. I would always be like, you know, don't let 
people put you in a box. For sure. Just be the person you are, yeah. and then you'll become a unique person that they'll yeah. just like for you, not because yeah. of what you do for them or for sure. what kind of like car you drive, yeah. all this sort of stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it is like it is so this is so this is like my my perspective it's kind of weird so so I grew up in Long Beach born yeah. and raised in Long Beach I went to Wilson High School it's an extremely diverse high school right. um I was a huge pothead and I would just like <laughs> hang out with whoever wanted to smoke and just like hang out like it was I was I would just be the guy like that would hang out with all sorts of groups of people it didn't matter to me like right. you said like yeah do you like burgers or pancakes, pancakes whatever right, the hell yeah. you're talking about right, right yeah. like that was that was who I was. You know what I mean? Like, hey, we're gonna have a session. We're gonna go eat some tacos. Whatever, whatever exactly, it is. Exactly. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, just yeah. like I'm just want to hang out with you because you're you. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Um, I went to community college down here after high school, work construction, and then I moved up to Northern California, which was not a very diverse place, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But with it, and that was like 2012 ish, right? And from 2012 to like, you know, I moved back down here a few years ago. Um. It was kind of like a, a slow progression, mm -hmm. right? But it's this identity thing that you're talking about where it, it you like, okay, there used to be like a, it used to be messed up to be like, oh, like that guy's black, but he's not really black. He's not actually black. Yeah. But it seems like. I'm getting like that, you were, yeah. Like yeah. you're saying, like if you don't fit that mold, then you're actually kind of like outcasted you're, in yeah, like a weird. Exactly. Like what are you, mate? <laughs> yeah, what are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, like you know, you got you got an accent. You know, like that might be like another. Like, oh, element for sure. To it and I, stuff I was like getting that. called little UK everywhere I went, mate. <laughs> you know what I mean? so, which yeah. is which is fine. Like yeah, that, absolutely. That's like yeah, that's the thing. Flavor like, to it, right? You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, like when I would go back east, my mom's like I would play. My my parents are from Massachusetts, right? Right. Um, I would play with uh my mom's friends kids and yeah. they call me Cali. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean sometimes it's just the way it is, you know what I mean? Exactly, like, yeah. Like and when I was up north, you know yeah. what I mean? Like they would actually kind of like hate on you from being from Southern California. No way. Yeah, oh wow. Dude. No, there's there's actually like a, a huge rivalry between the north and the south of California, but I the people in Southern California are oblivious to it. <laughs> Sal probably knows. Sal's from San Francisco. He probably knows what I'm talking about. But it's funny. Like yeah, yeah. Like, like, so it would be like I'd be introduced like yeah he's from He's from LA because you're not from Long Beach. You're from everybody's from LA. LA Even if you're from right. San Diego, like, right? Hey, from LA. LA, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then, oh, he's yeah. from LA, but he's cool. <laughs> yeah, um, oh, it's funny. So yeah, you know funny. what I mean. Yeah. Like sometimes it's just like kind of those like little identifiers. Um, yeah. But yeah, so then like, like I said, so then like it really heated up twenty like 2014, 2015. Yeah. It was the Me Too movement. Yeah. And then 2016, the election happened, and right. everything got turned on its head. Mm. You know, like if you're Republican, you're racist. If you're this, you're that. You know, like not a direct line, but right. like implications and implicit convictions of people where it's like, I don't want to get to know you. I just want to know some things that you're associated with so I can completely judge you as a person. You know what I mean? And that so, is, like, that's been yeah. seven years. Right. And so, like, we're kind of like floating around. I feel like it's cooling down a little bit. I was going to ask you, has it gone better? Do you think? Or? I think, I think, I think it reached a peak and it's kind yeah. of cooling down. Because I think during COVID, it was just a oh, hot it mess. Was, mate, it was a wildfire everywhere. Yeah, because everybody's yeah. just online doing what we were talking about with the algorithm. Everyone's bored. Stuff. Everyone's at home. Yeah, and <laughs> everyone's at home, flipping out and like yeah, exactly. all this. And then, of course, George Floyd was murdered. Yeah, yeah you know, and it's like yeah. just like a lot. It was just a. You know, it a crap a, storm. It was, We're gonna mate. keep the language clean on the radio, but it was, it wasn't it was, pretty, dude. It yeah, and like for, for sure, right. And so, and then it became as in like I don't know, like this might like I don't know. Then it became so like to such an extreme where it was like we don't need any police officers at all, right? Mm -hmm. 
Um, which is obviously not the case. Like you need some of them. You just need better police officers. You need bad policing. That's pretty much what it is. Yeah, you need a better officer. screening process. Maybe have them go to college for a couple of years or something. Or maybe better training. Not just like a six-month crash course and then you're a cop. Exactly. Right? Like that. I mean, start there. <laughs> funny enough, I got a friend who's actually in the NYPD right now as we speak, and he tells me a lot of funny stories about that. Apparently, he told me that they actually made the test a lot easier because a lot of people were failing the physical test. Uh, so I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but yeah. Well, probably bad because it's going to start definitely, shooting fools, mate, they can't yeah, catch them, pop yeah, up. Exactly, mate. I was like, ain't that part of the job, mate, running around and like <laughs> chasing five people? Yeah. But apparently, no. They made that a lot more easier. They, they removed certain aspects from the trading now to make it a lot more easier for people to join the force. Well, I know a lot of people quit and a lot of people were afraid to be a cop yeah, after the for sure. and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But yeah, no. Like you said, mate, it was a big uh, poo-poo storm. For yeah. Sure. No, it was terrible. Very big poo-poo storm, mate. It was uh, crazy. All around the world, actually. Not just yeah. in the US. And honestly. it's like, and like I, you know, I'm, I, I'm talking about like a little bit more, like the right too. You know what I mean? Like we're banning books over there in Florida. It's like, there's a lot. There's just, it goes both sides where it's kind of just like, you know, my aunt is, well, I'm not going to talk about her, but there's like some really religious people that kind of just like go, go for it. If you really know. They do. They do, mate. They do. They um, do. Sure. Yeah. So anyway, um, that's America. Hey <laughs> man, God bless America, mate. God so bless you, America. So, I mean, there's a lot of good things about it. Uh, so speaking of all the bad stuff about America, what brought you here? Oh, mate. You know what? Great question. Great segue. Let's so, talk about that. So... Okay, I've got to tell a story now because you asked me that question. For of me, course, that's what we're here for, man. For me to actually answer that question to the fullest, I've got to actually say it from the top. So, um, I was about 19 years old and I had graduated high school a mm-hmm. year before that. Didn't want to go to university. I didn't think school was for me. So, I started working for my family's company. They own a real estate company over in the UK, so I started working for them. Did that for you. What were you doing? Like, just honestly, administrative work. I was in the office, printing paperwork, you know, being, you know, taking people to houses, answering the phone, getting the fax machine, you name it. Speaking to the accountant, I was doing everything my dad did was onto me pretty much. All the dirty work, the heavy lifting I did for the the company. Did that for about a year and a half. And I went into a phase of depression, Dan. Like, honestly, Uh. just, it was, my life was wake up in the morning, go to the office, go back home, wake up in the morning, go to the office. It was just rinse and repeat. Right. Just nonstop. I did that for about a year and a half. And I was like, okay, I got to change something. Something needs to change dramatically because not only was I being stagnant in my work, as a person and as a man, I was just stagnant. I wasn't improving. Everything was constant. Everything was the same. I was like, in order for me to really blossom, and be the person I want to be, I'm going to have to, I guess, see more of the world and spread my horizons. So I spoke, how, how old were you? I was 19 years old when I okay. made that decision. So yeah. I sat my father down and I told him, like, Dad, listen, um, I've got to go. He's like, go where? <laughs> he talked about go. I was like, I just need to go somewhere else different than here. He's like, what made you say that? And what I told him, you know, what I just told you right now, you yeah. know, I've been here forever. I'm stagnant. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. growing as a person. I've got to just go somewhere different. He's like, where do you want to go? Initially, I wanted to move out of London. I'll right. go to Manchester, Liverpool, Leeds, go to a different part of the country to live out there, go to school out there. Yeah. But then I thought, you know what? There's always going to be a point of me going back home, though. Mm-hmm. And me going back home wasn't because... It wasn't because I had a bad relationship with my family. It was great. It was just the fact that that safety net was always going to be there no matter what. Right. So essentially, am I really growing in that sense? Cause I can always just go back home. 
It's a three-hour yeah. train ride back to the house. I'm back with my safety net. Everything's all good and dusted. I feel like for me to actually grow as a person, I need to leave. Go somewhere by myself, see the world, and just kind of start over again somewhere else different than where I was. Told my dad that. He said, okay, figure out, mate. See where you want to go. Let me know. So I did my research. California was on the list because I got a cousin who lives in San Diego. Mm. And I spoke to her on the phone. She's like, yeah, you know, have this as an option. It's great coming down here. San Diego's nice. My sister went to school. Yeah, down she, she loves it. Yeah, she's, she, was, she was born and raised out there. Shout out Felicia. Shout out to you, girl. But Shout yeah. out Felicia. Yeah, mate. Uh, she, Hi, Felicia. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I spoke to her on the phone and. She said great things about it. She's like, yeah, come out here, dude. You'll love her out here. Trust me. Because she came to the UK and loved that in the UK. She's like, no, come down here. You'll love it. Now, she was born and raised in San Diego. In San Diego, okay, yeah. yeah. Born and raised in San Diego. And she told me that, you know, to, you know, to come out here. So I did. Came yeah. out here for the summer. I was like, yep, this is where I want to be. Went over to, I first, I landed in LA, LAX, stayed at the Marriott Hotel. Right yeah. there on, on uh, Century. Exactly. Right <laughs> yeah. there on Century. My buddy's built, he's building the, uh, tram that's going behind those no way he's been doing it for i think they're actually done with it now but they're right. just, they, like t- they're gonna test it for like two years <laughs> just to make sure right you gonna make sure money grab money grab for sure <laughs> man hey listen t- politics mate it's a day game yeah it's, no, day it's game. crazy it's crazy day game so i went out there went over to oc um saw irvine newport beach went around you know the you know orange county loved out there too i told my mom i was like listen mom this is a spot for me i feel like i can start out here and see where it takes me it's like, are you sure? I'm like, I'm positive. Let's start out here. I think I can do. I think I think I can do really well out here. So went ahead, started school, went to IVC for about three years. But obviously, COVID hit. So when COVID hit, went back to the UK. And that, What's IVC? Uh, Irvine Valley College. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that okay. was the JUCO College I went over in uh, Oh, Irvine. got it. Got yep, it. Got yep, it. Yep, yep, yep. So obviously, when the pandemic hit, I had to go back to the UK. And that was like kind of a... You had to go back? I had to go back because, well, I didn't have to go back. It was just this, right? Classes were online. I was paying rent. I wasn't going to campus. I was like, what's the point of me being here? Yeah. Let me go back to the UK and get saved money in that sense. Went back to the UK and they just shut everything down. (laughs) No flights, no nothing. Yeah. So I was like, I'm back to square one again. No, and like nobody could even come in. I'm literally, I was like, I don't even know if it was for a while too, right? It was for a whole year, dude. Yeah. For a whole year, I was just stuck in there. I was like, mate, I'm literally back to square one again. Mm-hmm. Like, I did all this work, <laughs> and I'm right back in the same spot again. Because right. I dropped out of IVC for a semester because I couldn't do it online because the time difference, and it was getting right. too crazy for me. So I was like, right, you know yeah. what, mate? I'll take time off. Let it cool down. I'll come back. It's, I waited a whole year, dude, to go back to school again. Jeez. So I came back here, and you, you know what's so funny, Dan? When what's I up? transferred to Cal State Long Beach, right? The Walter Pyramid. I'm from Egypt. <laughs> was that it, it? It was like destiny. It was literally uh, like destiny, wow. mate. You know, it literally everything came full circle at the end for me personally. Oh, that's I, badass. Because I was walking right out the over a G7. Got out of my car. Over you know what's funny? I have no idea what the parking lot numbers are. <laughs> like people are like, yeah, I parked in G7. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> that's so you're in one of the parking lots, right? Yeah, you're in one of the parking lots, exactly. That's a, yeah. That's like. On campus, right? It is on campus, <laughs> right, yeah. So it literally was across the pyramid, and I just okay. walked out of my car, and I was like, I Is that like where the solar panels are? Exactly, okay. yep, yeah. yep, yep. And I walked out of my car, man, I turned to my right, I'm like, wait, pyramid, Egypt, America, Damn. I'm here. 
Ding. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, everything just came uh, full circle cool. at the minute. I was like, wow. This is, this is, I guess this is what they call poetic justice, right? This is what they yeah. call poetic justice in a sense. Yeah. So, um, for real. That's my journey, mate, to, La- to, to Cal State Long Beach, honestly. Man. What a journey, isn't it? What so, journey, okay, mate. so real quick. So, you flew into LA, you're kind of just cruising around. Are you with was it your cousin? I'm with my mum. Oh, you with your mum? Okay, my mum yeah. at the time. My mum came back, she helped me settle in, and we went to go see my cousin in San Diego. Okay. And she helped us kind of see her, you know, because she actually lived in OC initially first, and oh, then moved yeah. down to San Diego earlier on. Well, no, sorry. She was born in San Diego, moved to OC, lived in OC, then moved back to San Diego again. Oh, okay. So she actually knew about OC quite a lot. She started to run the area and stuff. So I was like, okay, that's a nice area. I like it out here. Yeah, Long Beach is a cool little area, dude. You know what? You know, Lo- like- hey, Long Beach is great. Long Beach is honestly, it surprised me, mate, because obviously I heard about Long Beach and Snoop Dogg. I was like, okay. <laughs> Maybe it might be a bit iffy wiffy out here. Came <laughs> it down depends in, on what part of Long Beach you're yeah, in. Hey, like most areas, but you know what? Came down here, mate, fell in love with the city. It's yeah. a great, great place. A great, great place. A lot of great people out here, too. So, yeah. yeah. Shout out Long Beach. Yeah. No, and I mean, even like, dude, even the 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 hood, if you will. I, right, think I yeah. sound so white saying that. <laughs> <laughs> even the hood in, in Long Beach is like, yeah. You know, it's there. There are like it's there are way worse places in L. A. Oh, far. Yeah, no, no, like, I, I've heard. I've yeah. heard. I've heard. It's like yeah. yeah. It's it's an it's a nice it's a nice place. It's Ho- also Hollywood Boulevard. I saw this or no Figueroa, dude. Figueroa. Dude. So I took an Uber home from downtown once, and the guy was like, "It was so weird." The Uber driver was like. Yeah, there's a big pothole on the 110, so I got to take Figueroa down. I was like, uh, me and my buddy were like, okay. Uh, okay. And we're driving down the street, and he's like, oh, look at her, look at her. I was like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, let's get on the freeway, bro. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> mate. It's an alternative reality. You're in a vortex in Figueroa, <laughs> man. I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah man. Uh, but no, it's, and, and even, I mean, that's the cool thing about Long Beach, too. Like, with no traffic, you can get up to see all those venues and stuff. Like, you can go catch a show, whatever, get a, catch a game. For sure, for sure. It's not that far away, and you just don't have to deal with all the traffic and stuff. It's a there's, great transit city. There's what, there's sure. like 605, 405, 22. They all run right into Long Beach. So you got, like, just easy access. Oh, 710, too, 710. Transit city, The mate. 110 is hey, not transit far. city, perfect. Literally, transit city. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, so you're cruising around, and then you parked at Long Beach State. How did you end up parking at Long Beach State? Because you just said, isn't that what you said? You're like, oh, I parked here. And then I was like, oh, this is it. Were you no, like, no, no. gonna just so like. So this was, a, so <laughs> me coming to Long Beach State, that story actually, because I skipped quite a few parts. So th- this was, <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, yeah. So, just, so I mean, actually, just, was it like, just like, oh, I see the pyramid. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, I wish it was that. I wish it was that. It would have been, been a much better story. Yeah. Um, no, so this actually was um, after me coming back to um, California again when everything opened up. I did, had a year left at IVC. So what was this, 2021, 2022? 2020. No, no, 2021. It definitely was 2021. 2021. So I came back down here and I was choosing my schools to transfer to. Fullerton, went to the campus out there, went to Long Beach, went to UCI, went to... I went to four schools. I think the last school I went to was... Dominguez? Dominguez is over here. It was a Cal State. I forget which one it was, though. I mean, that's a Cal State. Yeah, Dominguez is a Cal State, I'm sure. I'm not entirely too sure where it was. LA? believe it was LA. Cal State LA? I think it was LA, Cal State LA. Yeah. I think it was Cal State LA. So obviously I went to, and Long Beach was the last school I visited. So I went uh, to the three campuses cool. and then the pyramids happened. The pyramid story happened. Yeah. I was visiting here. Parked in the pyramid. I mean, parked in the parking lot, walked out, saw the pyramid, like, yep, I'm sold. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sold. <laughs> cool, I'm man. I'm sold. I'm sold. Yeah. You been to games in there? I have. Yeah? It gets rowdy in there, mate. I love it. 
The Sandpit, shout out to the fans in there, mate. Sandpit, dude, wait, dude, men's volleyball. That they probably well, okay, so the basketball team will yeah. grow. I feel like they get a lot more just like non-students yeah. to go there. Yeah, the men's volleyball, the student sections filled up most of the time. So I've been to a basketball game. The games I've been to have been volleyball games strictly. Oh yeah, basketball yeah. game, dude. They're, they're gonna have a good team. They're they're preseason ranked second for the Big West. Well, there you go. Um, but dude, no, they got uh, they got a couple guys. They got a few guys, dude. So the Traores, who are not brothers, but they're from the same spot. Yeah, Ivory Coast. Yeah, they're from the yeah yeah, yeah Cote d'Ivoire. The Cote d'Ivoire, yeah, Cote d'Ivoire. I think yeah, Cote d'Ivoire is how you say it. Yeah, 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 in French. But yeah. I think in English is Ivory Coast, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, I think, isn't yeah. the whole thing the Ivory Coast? I, I don't even know, mate. <laughs> Come on, man. I don't even know, mate. You're, you're from Northern Africa. Yeah, yeah, I should know this, isn't it? I should know this, mate. I know it's in West Africa for sure. I know Ivory it's Coast. It's definitely in West Africa. Yeah, yeah, I know Côte d'Ivoire is how you say in French. Yeah. Um, I think Ivory Coast is the English pronunciation, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, you might be right. Yeah. I, I think someone used to fact check me on that, but yeah, well, yeah I believe was, Ivory Coast this is This is what I'm here for. We want to... <laughs> This hike talk repeat, baby. We want to make sure. We got to make this sure. We got to uh, make sure for sure. I think I'm right. Ivory Coast. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, there you go. Go to yeah. Ivory Coast. There you go. It looks, their flag is oddly similar to the Irish flag. It is, isn't it? It's the opposite. It's just the opposite. Yeah. 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 Huh. But it's French connection. French connection, yeah. The, the, the Irish, which I am part, <laughs> did not conquer anybody. <laughs> <laughs> they did not. They did God not. love the Irish. They did not. You gotta love the Irish, honestly. Up wow, the, that's funny. I had no idea. Up the raw, mate. Up the raw. So Cote d'Ivoire is French for Ivory Coast. Yes, it is. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, former French colony. No kidding. Yep. Cool. History, mate. Lovely thing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. You, you learn a lot. Yeah. So yeah. What, you uh you live around campus or what? I live in OC. I live close to Mesa, so I commute down here. You live with Zach. No, no. I uh, wish okay. I did, mate. Zachary. Shout out Zachary, mate. But, uh, Shout out to Zach Durham. Honestly, Zach what? Bull Durham. Hey, man. What a legend. Full, the Bull. You know what I mean? Tottenham fan and all that. Um, but yeah. Are no. you a Tottenham fan? Manchester United fan. Don't oh, talk, yeah. That's right. Don't want right. to talk about it. Go you stop by Footy Fridays. Yeah. Hey, you should do Dunk Discussions. Dunk Discussions. What's that? That's my show. Oh. What? Would you look at that? Okay, why not? Yeah, Don't we talk NBA. There. We talk oh, NBA. I love the NBA too, mate. Yeah, dude. Last week. So, like, I think, like, you can... So yeah, I'm down for for you to come on for sure. Um, uh, so maybe come come in next Friday. Oh, I'll talk to you more about for it. Sure, yeah. But the baseball guys got mad at me last week, and <laughs> I think like I think at least one of them, well, guys and girl. What did they get mad at? What was that? What was that? I said that that basketball is more physically demanding than baseball. That's not a hot take though. It's I, not. But I, they're like standing in the window, like oh no, no, it's like come on, dude, like that's not that's not even a hot take. There's a reason why baseball plays every single day. You know, and I did even give the disclaimer. I was, I was like, "Hey, except for catchers, you know, like catchers, okay. that's obviously very right. difficult. For you sure. know, the balls hit sure. you, and yeah. yeah. But it's like, look, that left fielder that caught two fly balls in nine innings, right? Yeah, that yeah. wasn't very hard. That was a lot of standing around waiting for something. It's a, yeah. it's a beautiful game. Don't it's get a, me it's wrong, a nice game. Yeah, because I think basketball involves both skill and physical attributes, right? Yeah, you're run, you're, you're running, jumping, quick. you're getting elbow pushed around. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you need to, you need to be a part of it, but. Baseball, I mean, what? Like you said, the cat, the outfield players for sure run around. I mean, yeah, I would think, I would think, but don't get me wrong, you need to be physically fit for baseball, absolutely. But I would right. say it's more, I would say it, 
is more on the skill side, I would say, rather than the physical attributes. Because, like, you know, hitting the bat, catching the ball, throwing the ball, that's, that's a technique. It's a skill to yeah, learn, right? It's one of the hardest things to do to hit a curveball over the fence. Absolutely. I'm not saying it's not difficult. It's, it is a difficult sport to play. However, the more physically demanding sport is basketball. Without a doubt. I mean, there's this, this, yeah, this is a chalk and cheese right here, lads. <laughs> you know I mean? it, it goes without saying, you know. I want to I wanna clip this and send it to these guys. <laughs> <laughs> it was so uh, funny to me too because they're like in the window like no <gasps> give me the thumbs down like I'm like get out of here man or I don't even know like you know I do go hot take though I tell you what I, I think the MLB is a lot more fun than the NFL you do I really do okay I that, en- that I, is yeah I golding hot I enjoy right. watching the baseball game more than I watch uh, enjoy watching the American football game for sure uh explain do you like cricket. No, I don't actually, which, okay. is, which is crazy. Coming from the UK. Yeah, I know, like yeah. Cricket, which is, exactly, yeah. No, I actually don't like cricket. I like playing cricket, but right. watching it, no, not as much. Even though cricket is it's more action-induced than baseball because I feel like baseball is more, you know, a home run or, a, you know, you run around the thing and the guy catches it type thing, whereas cricket is more, you know, fast-paced, boom, boom, chop up and down type thing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I just think, you know what it is? I think it's because I've been to a baseball game. Yeah, going to baseball games are great. I think because I've been Love to a, a couple of Dodger games and whatnot, yeah. and I just, you know, singing the end, it what was it, the song, Take Me to the Ball. Take Me Out to the Ball Game. Mate, that is yeah. just, that's amazing. Yeah. You know, I think yeah. that's the reason why I love it so much. I've got to go to an NFL game, probably. My mind might change. Um, but I just feel like the NFL, mate, is just, it's too stop and go for me. You know, it's yeah, run, stop, get up, go. Run, stop, get up, go. I do enjoy it, though. What is a great throw, like a 50-yard throw, a guy catches it in midair, it yeah. runs for 50 yards, or the running back gets the ball, runs around people, gets for a touchdown. That's when it's fun for me. Yeah. But yeah, everything else in between, <laughs> you know, it's more like, uh, Yeah, <laughs> no. I mean, and it's like for good, for good reasons, but the game has changed a lot to where like guys used to get their heads taken off, man. Oh, I saw, mate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that was a part yeah. of the entertainment of, before it was a blood friends, sport. Yeah, most of my friends complain about it being, I guess, softer than it was back in the day, right? Yeah. Would you agree with that? Uh, it's gotten a lot softer. I mean, there's. I mean, it's like oh, it's these safer, guys. Guess, these guys right. have got. These guys have got like brain damage and stuff. You know, like I That's get it. The thing, mate. Um, but also, so like I don't know if you follow the conversation around football that much, but like running backs are kind of like not getting paid as much or not getting I like, heard that, yeah. second contract and stuff. And, and like I think Saquon Barkley had this issue with that, right? Yeah, Saquon, uh, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Austin Eckler, like I a lot of these guys, were trying to get the bag and right. they didn't necessarily get it right. That's the thing, though. Dan, uh, so, it, like yeah, back right. in the day, yeah. it used to be super dirty, like a very like you're you're like known as a dirty player to hit somebody in the knees. Okay, because that's going to end your career shortly. Yeah. yeah. Now that's how they're taught because they're trying to avoid the high hits. Wow. So yeah, so that's why these running backs are like it's super sketchy to sign them to a second or and definitely a third contract because then, they're all their hits are going on their knees, on their legs, on boy, the lower body. And, and so they're eventually going to yeah. wear out and lose a step quicker. Right. Then like, you know, you get hit in the head, you might get dazed, especially back in the day, you might have to take a player or two off, but they're not right. going to take you out of the game. You know, you're going to definitely play next week if you it's just, it's one of those things, you know? It's a tough sport to play, for sure. It's a very tough sport to play, especially you got those big old helmets on, the shoulder pads, and, you know, you just think, like, they got a little bit of, of padding on their knees. They do. 
but it's not going to save you. It's literally human yeah. bumper cars, mate. That's literally yeah. what I like to call the NFL. Yeah. Human bumper cars yeah. running into each other, mate. And these lot are massive. 350 pound. Boom, boom, yeah. boom. You're getting CTE for sure doing that. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, we're not for sure. Let's put, you know, hopefully not for sure, but like... Definitely higher chance of you getting it. It's more likely if you play football than if you don't. You might forget your name. You know what I mean? You might forget yeah, your name after dude. your name. You're like, oh. No, and like that's the thing. That's that's <laughs> the trade off. You know what I mean? Like you're a running back. Like, yeah, you might just get that rookie deal and you right. make like thirty million dollars. Yeah. And then you you'd be lucky to make five or six the next year, right? Right. Um, like thirty you know, I I'm saying like thirty mil over like four years or something like Correct, that, right? Yeah, yeah. And then the next year you might get like a similar you're not gonna like your pay is not gonna increase that much, right? For sure, yeah. But you're gonna know your name when you're forty five. You know, you're not gonna have like there's like a lot of things connected to C T E that suck. Right. But it it's also gonna be like who's gonna play a running back the next six years? Right. It's, it's beating up your body. Right. It doesn't pay that much. Yeah. You might as well be a wide receiver. <laughs> or like, you know, like a slot guy or right. like some sort of yeah. defender that's putting the hits on instead yeah. of taking the hits. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, I mean, wanted, it okay, could, it could eventually disappear. Let's shift though into the NBA because I know now that I know you're into the NBA too. Who's your yeah. teammate? Tell Celtics. Me about, so, Celtics, Celtics, man, you might be the you're the first Celtics fan I met on campus. I've got two of my mates you got to meet. They will absolutely you will love them. They are Celtic <laughs> fanatics. Kevin and Aoki, mate, shout out to Kevin and Aoki. Are they from back east? No, they're from here. Yeah, he's from Anaheim, and the, uh, Kevin's from Anaheim, and Aoki's uh, from Redondo Beach. You know, it's uh, you, know, it's, you name it. it. Go figure, mate. Too. It's it's really weird. I was working at a high school last year, yeah. and uh, I brought this up. You know what I mean? Like, you know, these kids we were just talking or whatever. Like, I'm a Celtics fan. I expected, like, you know, because they're high schoolers too. You know, like, I would have, but I thought they were gonna start roasting me. You know, like, oh, this Boston guy, yada yada. But yeah. they're like, oh, Tatum's one of my favorite players. Oh yeah, Jalen Brown. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's a yeah. different, it's a different sort of fandom nowadays. Like, I, those guys are full on Celtics fans, which maybe you can explain to me in a little bit, but. Uh, just with like clips and highlights and stuff, and the, the loyalty, yeah. yeah, the loyalties are less with the uniforms and more with the players. What they like, the style of play. Yeah, it's more play driven now. Definitely the NBA. One thing I've realized in the NBA, they do. Jason Tatum in the Celtics, uh, LeBron James in the Lakers. You know, da -da -da -da. like they put the player then the team. Yeah. Whereas before it was, yeah. it's just team. You know. Whereas now in the NBA, they look at the player, the best two players on the team, and then after that, they put the team right behind the two players. So yeah, that's the difference. I feel it's like. the it's the most marketable sport out there as far as individual superstars go. First off, the the rosters are small, so you can know everybody on a roster. Right. And like you know, they're just baseball players. They're wearing a hat. Bas you know, sometimes basketball players will have a headband on or something, right. but they're literally sleeveless. They don't have a hat on. You know, it's yeah. kind of like kind of like soccer in that sense, where exactly. it's like you know, you know their hairdo. <laughs> exactly, man. You know, I never thought about it that way, but for sure, yeah. Soccer players are real into their hairdos. They are into their hairdos, mate. You know what? Well, go get your name out there somehow, right? Yeah. <laughs> go get your name out there somehow. And hairdos are one way to do it. And some, uh, like, I don't follow soccer, but, like, I just, like, every once in a while, I'll see. It's like some of these soccer players are straight just blasted with tattoos, Oh, dude. mate, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, mate, that's like a lifestyle is different, bro. You but know? anyway, what's your, what's your team? Basketball. You know what? I'm more of a player guy. I'll be honest okay. with you, Dan. Yeah, so I've fallen victim to this marketing technique, man. Yeah. No, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. So I, I've got three favorite I'm players. old school, man. I'm uh, an yeah. old man who gets old school, dude. <laughs> I'm like a LeBron fan, Kyrie Irving, and a Steph fan. Uh, but my favorite okay. player, though, is Kyrie Irving. Okay. So, you know, wherever Kyrie goes, I go, essentially. My my uh, my cousin just started working for the for the Mavericks. 
You're kidding. <laughs> nah, man. Dude. I might I might go to a game. You should uh, go this, to the uh, game. You should. You seen Luca? I, I think the Celtics are out there in January or something right. like that. Especially the way Luca's playing so far this season, mate. He's on. Yeah, Luca's a killer. I don't know where he's been. Uh, you know, Ky- Kyrie best handles. Well, Steph and Kyrie. Steph has some incredible handles. He does. Too. Yeah, yeah. Did you see him mess up Dylan Brooks yesterday? Had him looking crazy, mate. <laughs> Give that man a map. Oh my god. You know what I mean? Had uh, him looking insane, mate. Uh, so Crossed him back to Canada. It was a lovely, lovely thing to see. That was hilarious. It was lovely. I don't like Dylan Brooks. I don't. Care what anyone says. I think he talks a lot. You know, yeah, what I mean? no, yeah. The he gri- talks the, too much. The Grizzlies made a right move. They basically replaced Marcus Smart. Him with Marcus Smart, who's like, yeah, much better, more change, intelligent, mate. better leader, you better know, defender. He's not going to ghost like he's not. When mate. The, t- the going gets tough, you know, he's not. Mate, shout out LeBron James. Thank you, LeBron, for paying him in his place. Thank you very <laughs> much for that. That no, was no, great. But uh, Kyrie, so we were checking for the show. Like we were checking out just like the top 100s. Yeah. So we were comparing ESPNs and CBS Sports. Right. Yeah. And I think I don't remember which one it was. It was one of the two. Yeah. And they had Kyrie as the 34th best player in the NBA. That's blasphemous. That is absolutely blasphemy, right? There are like a ton of guys in but front of them. I know, but the thing is, it will carry Irving, right? I gotta be honest there. You know, Kyrie does bring quite a lot of noise with him, right? And, you know, we all know what happened in Brooklyn and then the Celtics actually were bought. No, Cleveland, right. the trade from yeah. Cleveland no, to the Celtics, yeah. and you know that better than me with what happened over there at Boston. You know, how do you yeah. feel about him in his uh, in the tenure of the Celtics? Tell me, what was your opinion about? Uh, not Irving? a fan. Not a fan. Yeah, not uh, a fan. Not a like fan. at the same time, um. I do. Did the think trade makes sense for you and initially happened for Isaiah Thomas and Kyrie Irving because Isaiah was. I mean, no, like yeah, like that trade yeah. made sense. Be like at first. I mean, of course, you know, it's, it was one of these feelings where it's like, yeah, you love Isaiah. I mean, he was you know, amazing. He was, man. he was. He was. He was. That was a little like chunk of time that was just magic for Celtics fans because so magical. You had honestly. Marcus, and then you had the beginning I, of Jalen, and then you had Isaiah, of, little yeah. it putting up twenty eight points a game. May what? Um, five eight. Yeah, you know, and like it was, it was incredible, right? But then you see him after the trade, and you're like, okay, that makes sense. Injuries, mate. Yeah, it was his hit that messed him up. Injuries, mate. Injuries mess him up. And then, and then when Kyrie came over, it was like, which I think is this is the beginning of why he probably is 34th skill wise. He's top 10, but the fact, but this is a part of it where um, some nights he would just have a day off. You know, he he like missed like a week or two. For personal reasons, right? And I'm not saying he doesn't; he's not going through real stuff, right. you know what I mean? But it's right. just like there were a lot of things yeah. that happened with Kyrie. We went deeper in the playoffs without him than we did with him. You know, like you there was got, right game seven against the Cavs, right? Yeah, That's there was true. stuff yeah. like that where it yeah. was like, uh, okay, like he's obviously skilled, he's obviously talented, but he might be holding back the development of the Jays. For sure. Um, and now it's the Jays' time to shine, so I, we'll see. You know what I thought was crazy, mate? You know what I thought was crazy? When people were talking about breaking them up. Yeah. That, to me, is insane. Because <laughs> I got another take you may not like, Dan. I think the Celtics, and you're going to hate this for sure, right. they might be, at least in my view, the, uh, you know, the most overrated NBA franchise. Let me explain. <laughs> Let me explain. Let me explain. And let me explain. Let's go for it, man. Because I feel you like. Think I have a conversation yeah, like let's this go. From let's born go. Raised in LA County, baby. Let's go, go. Mate. let's go, man. Let's go. That's what so, I live for. <laughs> the reason why I say that is because I feel like the Celtics have only won in two eras. Okay. 80s and the 60s. And you've won one in 2000s. Right. I mean, I mean, like, you know, the thing is with me, the Celtics to me is Larry Bird, Bill Russell, and that's it. Right now, 
well, Paul Pierce, KG, for sure, but they got you one championship. In that three-year window, you lot had against, wait, it was 2009, 2010. They won in 08. So it was 08, me, 08 to 08, 2011 or something like or 2010, that. 2010, I believe, right? 08, 09, 010. And then, and then right. Rayon left in 2010. Because the only and, reason why I have this opinion is because I felt like people, they put the Celtics and the Lakers in the same vein. Right? In terms of the two NBA friends, the Lakers have won in every single era they've played in. And not only that, they have produced amazing teams over those years as well. Legendary rosters, right? The early 2000s with Kobe and Shaq. 2010s with Kobe and Pau Gasol and Ron Artes, you name it, you know? I've like the Celtics, in terms of, you know, post-Larry Bird, have been quite mediocre. Okay, so let's go. Let's, let's go. The 90s, neither team that great. Celtics, Lakers. I mean, Jordan was there, mate. So yeah, it was the well, either, either way, either right. way, neither yeah. of them were yeah. making a fuss, right? You know, right. like this, right. the Lakers were, you know, the Vic, they, Nick right. Van Exel era, and like they, yeah, yeah, the, you know, um, Vladi. Like it was, they weren't that, they weren't a powerhouse, right? Yeah. Then you had those, then you had those three years three with Shaq and Kobe for sure, right? Yeah. And then the Lakers didn't do much for about three or four years. Three or four years with Kobe, and yeah. Kobe was like, "I'm going to leave." Exactly. And then right? they brought in Pagasol. And then they had Pagasol, and they won right. two. They won two. Right. Right. Yeah. So you were really talking about five great years in twenty years. How many other Celtics had? One. The Celtics have had the Celtics have had one, right? Yeah. And I will say, and I will say that Danny Ainge was like a cronyism kind of let's keep him around he was a celtic we're going to keep him there because he didn't make great moves he liked uh um draft picks more than players like he's like addicted yeah. to draft picks right, right? he's, so he's gonna guy. that's what he's doing with the jazz right now right? right 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 so i will say that um the lakers have had a better 20-year stretch from 2000 to just, just let's Currently. just say 2020, right? right? Oh, and they won the championship over in the bubble. Unless you want to count that, I don't know if you want to count that. Well, bubble no, no, I'll give, I'll give him that championship. <laughs> no, I'll give, I'll give him that championship. That's fine. Right. That's fine, right? Right. That's six championships in the. Uh, wait, no, that's it. Yeah, okay, five championships, 2010. But if we're talking about consistently consistency, the, I mean, in the East is a lot easier than the West usually, but the Celtics are in the playoffs every year. Which is why, and they, I, and they hit that Eastern Conference Finals. And like, yeah, you know, like which is championships why, yeah. is what this franchise is about. Absolutely, I know you meant consistency, guys. Which is why I thought, to me personally, the talk of breaking up the two Jays was crazy. Right. I'm like, mate, this is the most consistent team you've had in years, where you're constantly always in the fighting. You know, you're in the Conference Finals, you're in the right. top half of the rankings. Why would you want to break them up? Well, and this brings me back to Danny Ainge. I think that's why Danny Ainge was fired. Right. Because he was ready to move him. Which is insane. And then to Brad me. Stevens was right. like, "No, I'll do. I'll make it work with these two incredible yeah, wings. Like, exactly. This is the future skill set of the NBA. The, what sure. these two guys do. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I think Danny Ainge messed everything up. At the <laughs> same, but at the same time, he pulled complete highway robbery to pick up KG and Ray Allen. My goodness, that was the first right. sign in trade in NBA league history. Right. Like that was a revolutionary deal that he made. Yeah. But he's still a scumbag. <laughs> like the way he did, like. It's probably, it's, I, I shouldn't say this is live radio, not like anybody's listening, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but like, sorry, Danny. <laughs> hey, but sorry, like, Dan. But really, like, it, be, it came to a point where no other GM wanted to work with him because he was just going to just take advantage of whatever situation he was in. Right. He was going to just try to bleed you dry. For sure. But to say that the Celtics are an overrated organization. In comparison to the not, Lakers. Not in comparison to the Lakers, just to like like okay. So, but what what do you mean by that? Because I because I feel like people put the Celtics and the Lakers in the same vein. They are. I don't believe they are. 
Okay, to say okay, so you're basically saying that pre uh, ABA NBA merger, those things don't matter. To a certain extent, they do. However, it, it, it comes to a point where the Lakers and the South, the difference between the Lakers, they've won in every single era the Lakers have been in. The Celtics, they've except won, for the nineties. Well, I mean, yeah, okay, except for the nineties for sure. Okay, you could say that, but then they've had far more success post the nineties than the Celtics have. And the Celtics, only up until recently, with the two Jays, have been a consistent team. Whereas they're always in the running for the playoffs, conference finals. And I feel like when it comes to legendary teams and moments in the NBA, the Lakers have so much more recently than the Celtics have. Recently. Absolutely. Right. And, and I, I think you're a little bit further disag- than recent, too. I'm not disagreeing with that you, recently, little, but we're talking you know, like Red Auerbach. Yeah, but in the 60s, mate, you know, 60s, mate, you had plumbers playing in the NBA. I hate, shout out to Bill Russell. I'm not trying to discredit your championships, but come on, bro. 11 years in a row. Okay, so let me ask you a question. You know what I mean? Let me ask you a question. Baseball, right? Yeah. Um, Satchel Page, Babe Ruth. Right. Um, yeah, I've heard, I've heard. That. You know, like, are, did they, did, are they irrelevant, what they did? Because those guys they were playing against had... Jobs out on the off season. That's true, but well, if uh, well, hang on, hang on. If you give context, I would say yes, it does, because level of competition matters. Yes or no? They, you can only play who you're going up against. Absolutely, but competition. And so, but like at that at that moment in time, yeah, right, yeah. That was the top of the top. That was the top of the trash. It was. Right there. That, can, there was no. You there, can only beat what's in front of you. I understand. You can that. only beat who's in front of you. Absolutely. However, competition improves over the years as well. Right. Correct. Yeah. So that also yeah, if, carries some if weight. Co- if Kobe played one on one against John Havlicek, Kobe would destroy him. <laughs> like, duh. You know, like, I, like that's I the get, point I'm making. The point I'm making is, is the that, point you're no, making. No, the point I'm making is the Celtics had the bulk of the success in the '60s and the '80s. Right. And the Lakers had Wilt Chamberlain and Jerry West, the logo. They did, yeah, yeah, and they did, man. And they and, and they had Elgin Baylor, and they who did. was who was like the most incredible athlete anyone had ever seen at that and, time. And well, they, I mean, maybe the Jesse Owens and you know, yeah. and uh, Jim Brown, but yeah. he was right there with those guys. And like they had he, Magic, and they had Kareem, and they had Kobe. Yeah, but I'm talking about the '60s, Jeff. like when right, when the Celtics yeah. when the Celtics won. You know, like they did win. it wasn't like. The Lakers were this team that didn't have anybody, like no Hall of Famers. They had the freaking logo on I mean, their team, dude. They did. And they he, did. Jerry West, against the Celtics, won an MVP in a losing effort. He did. The logo made so like, for a reason. So I think that the Celtics played against some competition. Okay, I mean, I, mean, I, I just, I just, I, I, you know, to say that again, they didn't have any competition, mate, it's, just it's not like, no competition. Okay, okay. In comparison to how okay. it is right now, man. About uh, let's let's fast forward just a few years, right? John Wooden, John Wooden, John Wooden, John Wooden, UCLA head coach. Oh, won like okay. seasons, seasons yeah. consecutive seasons in a row, right? With Kareem Abdul Jabbar and his team and all that, right? Yep, 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 yep. I remember that. Yeah, was that what was that? Great recruiting. <laughs> Fantastic recruiting. That's what that was. I mean, he was a loser for a while before. Right. So what's the point? Like, as in, like the point. The point. The point is, um, is John Wooden ill illegit? If the Celtics championship run was not legit because it of wasn't the people, no, no, because was, they weren't playing against anybody, John Wooden like he had he had a lot of good players, but there was also Dan. Dan, the, when you what? win six championships in a row or seven or eight, however, Bill Russell won in a row. Was it eleven in a row? Or was it six in a row? 
Uh, it was. I think it was six. In, he won eleven overall, and I think it was five and six. Okay, if you win that many championships in a row, mate, I mean, competition is pretty. No, know. no, it was. Yeah, I think it was. I don't remember. But right, if you win six in a row, mate, or the five in a row for that matter, this, you know, you can, you know, competition wasn't as high as it was, you know. Today, that would never happen. You'd never see a team win five years in a row unless KD decided to stay in the Warriors for a couple more years. But other than that, you would never see that nowadays. Okay, so uh, Michael Jordan's two-time three-peat, and if he w- stayed in the game, uh, yeah, I mean, possible six to eight-peat, I mean, does that does may, that mean that there was no competition in the nineties? I don't know if there would have been Hakeem in those two years. He was out. No, but th- my question, my question yeah. is: Did did Hakeem suck? Absolutely not. Did the Jazz suck? Absolutely not. Do you see Carl Malone get, was there? Do you see what there. I'm getting at though? But those, because Jordan dominated a decade doesn't mean that that decade was was just not good. The level of competition that decade was far superior than the level of competition in Bill Russell's era, though, for sure. For sure, because the game was was more elevated. So therefore, the game was elevated. Absolutely. So therefore, the championship should be given more so merits because they're harder to win. But you just said if somebody wins six championships in a row, that means the competition isn't that good. Yeah, he won when three we, in a row. We, well, no, but but you just said if Jordan played those two years, you don't think Hakeem would have been there. No, I, I don't think Hakeem. I don't think he would have beaten Hakeem's team. To be fair, oh, you don't think he would have beaten Hakeem's yeah, team? Absolutely. I think Hakeem is to me the second greatest big man of all time. So you so so you're okay. So Jordan doesn't leave the league for those two years, and Akeem wins them. I think he so. So they they go they go heads up in the finals, and Akeem takes them. I think Akeem is one of the big. He might be. I think he's number two, mate. Honestly, to Kareem. <sighs> to, to me, it's Kareem or Wilt at um, like one. I struggle with that person. Oh really? Yeah. Will I mean, Chamberlain, the greatest center of all time, but it was no competition. To I mean, Russell. listen, mate. Well, look at his numbers. He mate. wasn't that hard to beat, though. I mean, look at his numbers. Those <laughs> numbers are absolutely ridiculous. Okay, you know the Celtics whomped him. He did, and credit to Bill Russell for doing that. However, mate, but you know, you're saying that it wasn't hard. Not everyone in that era was Will Chamberlain, though, Dad. You know? I know, but they you know consistent, what I mean? they consistently played each other and beat them. Right, but in today's... And Bill, Ru- Bill Russell actually okay. owned him. And Bill Russell just like was they didn't count. They didn't count. When I say this, stuff, I'm almost speaking like for like play. But nowadays, or you know, post '60s, you've run into a lot more players who had Wilt on their teams, hence star players. Another Wilt? No, Wilt is a one of a kind player. When I say one, another Wilt, I don't mean like for like player. I mean a star player on their team. Okay. There's far more star players on more teams now than there was back then. Whereas in the '60s, you had right. what? the Celtics, the right. Lakers. And a whole bunch of teams that I really met. I mean, mate, Sixers. Sixers, okay. What, 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 Moses Malone, what, was that his era? No, no. That wasn't Malone's era, was it? Moses Malone. Yeah. It was his era, was it? Okay. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. And then, um, yeah. or no, 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 Moses Malone was, was, was the 80s. 80s, right, the yeah. Moses Malone was the 80s. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, that's where Wilt started off was the Sixers. Okay, right, yeah. Um, and they went to the... The Warriors were... San Francisco. Yeah, yeah the Warriors were there. Uh, yeah. No, you're, the you're right. No, I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that the league was as deep then as it is now. I'm right. definitely not saying that. But to say that the Celtics beating the Lakers so consistently when they did have a big three. The Lakers had Elgin Baylor and then Wilt. Like, okay, Elgin Baylor was kind of like a little bit old when Wilt was on the team. Yeah. And they had Jerry West too. Yeah. So like, and they also had that one dude, um, well, I think he might have been a youngster, uh, Gooden. What the heck was his name? I don't know. They had they had another guy that was a, that was a shooter on that team too. Right. But yeah, I mean, dude, like it was set shots. 
These guys are shooting with two hands, like it was a volleyball <laughs> set. I know what you're saying. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, like, mate, I, get, come I get what you're saying. Like, the game has evolved so much tremendously. From then to now. But to say that those championships don't count, don't matter. No, they then count. Take, then, However, you, then in all honesty, like, take away like what ten of the Yankees World Series, and the one that this that the Lakers won back then. Take that away. Because it just doesn't matter, right? I mean, if you could do that, I no, guess. get out of here. <laughs> the league is the league, man. The like, league come is on. the league, Dan. However, context matters, mate. You got to put context into that and understand that as the years went on, players got better, the game I'm got not, quicker, I'm not the game got stronger, and based on that fact, championships back. I mean, now. So what year? What then, year can we start counting championships? In your opinion, the eighties. The eighties. Yeah. That's it. Well, not count. I mean, listen, they matter, Dan, but if you're talking about where I thought the game really started to evolve and become tough, I would say it's the 80s. Right. Okay, I agree with that. I agree with that, but that doesn't mean that the... I would argue those championships... That doesn't mean that the 25 years or whatever before that doesn't count. It counts, but it counts. When you put it into context, how much does it really count? Entirely, dude. Without that era of basketball, the 80s would have never existed. I mean, imagine Larry saved the NBA. You know, they saved the NBA, so, would, <laughs> yeah. you know. But, I mean, I would argue this. Larry Championships were far more superior and far more harder to win than Bill Russell's. I believe his four I'm rings... I'm going to give you a book. His I'm going to give you a book rings. on the 1969 <laughs> NBA Finals, the year, that, the year Jerry West won the MVP with, like, a torn quad... In his, uh, I could have won it with quad. a broken ankle, mate. Yeah, don't mean he's, like, he's like averaging forty-four points a game. Don't mean a time machine. I'm dropping fifty. So like, so like, exactly. Like the numbers are inflated, right? For sure, yeah. Forty-four a game, fifty yeah. a game, all sort yeah. of stuff. But that's yeah. that's that's like kind of a part of my point. Like, yeah. yeah, like the teams weren't as deep, but to say that you know some of these guys would would average more than fifty points a game. I think that, uh, like, skill-wise, a lot of the guys, even if you, like, time-traveled, um, I don't know, Allen Iverson to 1965, I don't think he's going to average more than 50 points a game. You don't think so? No. Really? Yes, because there are Bill Russells out there. Like, Bill Russell, can play, there's, Bill there's Russell no, could play in any era. There's no he would, guard like Allen Iverson in that era, though. Oh, of course not. You know, the skill and the handle and, the, you know, the pizzazz and all that stuff. Right. So he would put up 50, maybe 60 a game. Like, that's a, an incredible number. I mean, that's, yeah. yeah. In 48 minutes yeah. to put that many points that's up, a, like, yeah. you really have, like, yeah. a finite amount and of opportunities to, to do I that. Mean, regardless and of, that's yeah. what, regardless you know, that's of, yeah. what Jerry West is doing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. that's that's my point. Like, yeah. these guys that really stood out above all the others right. were legit good and they could play in any era. <sighs> that's why you focus in on... Big threes and like I mean, listen. I believe Larry Championship. And, and that's the thing to too. Like the Celtics. Like name somebody else on the Celtics other than uh, Bill, Bill Russell. Russell from that era. I can't. Exactly. I cannot. Because he was. He he's not like a guy that's putting up a bunch of numbers. Right. He was he's, winning though. He's yeah. the he's the team. Right. They didn't count blocks back then either. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so like. Yeah. He had a bunch of as you would like to you and JJ Redick would like to say. <laughs> Bunch of plumbers and firemen on that team. He hey, did. He listen, did. Okay. JJ Redding so got did, a point. So did, the, so did the the Yankees and the Red Sox and yeah. like back in the 30s. And right. you know what I mean? Like right. it's not like it, right. it was unique to that era. And you can say that those championships don't matter. They carry away, but not to the extent. Also, Bill. Re- also, the Celtics like were trailblazers as far as like first black starting five. Yeah. Uh, player coach Bill Russell. Yeah. He also wrote a column for the Boston Globe. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just like, 
it transcends basketball to say, right. to say like it's like if you want to discredit the championships, but Russ, the whatever. Figure, but like to, as as like the importance to the NBA. Oh what no, the Celtics are no 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 no, no. that is incredible. Yeah, no, that I'm There's not arguing. No sure, they're iconic yeah. franchise. However, my point is when they talk about the Celtics and the Lakers, they put them in the same vein. I don't see it that it's way. It's a holistic look. You got to look at them in a, an entire... Like, Maybe in a big circle, man. I've got uh, kind of a food chain of what I'm looking at right yeah, now. Yeah, you're just looking at yeah. the past 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, hey, I'm if gonna... it didn't happen while I was alive, then... <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> exactly, mate. Right. Right. And I wasn't alive when all this stuff yeah. happened, but I, you know, it, it is like... I get what you're saying. You know, yeah. like this, the Celtics have been not great the past 20, 25 years. No, really like past 35 years. Right. No, like that's actually... 30-ish, whatever, 33, whatever it is. Since 1990, they haven't done much. Uh, and that was a disappointment with the Doc Rivers era. And and it was like, you know, I called it, I've been saying this about, and, I, and I, think he's, I think he's a great guy, you know, um, but I've been saying this about Doc Rivers since he went to the Clippers. Yeah. That guy just can't finish the job. He can't. No. I don't know what it is. Like, what do you think he, it is? The only way, well, because he's, he's not, he's the kind of guy that will set you up. Right. And he wants you to play strictly within that system. Okay. Right? Which like the new NBA or at least like you got sometimes you got to let your star flop, flap his wings. You just got to let him play. Let yeah, him you, you got to let him play, you know what I mean? And yeah. um, James Harden so like I was actually watching and I'm not saying James Harden well you'll hear us. So he uh Doc Rivers was on uh, Dan Patrick last week and he uh he actually said that the last year he was there when he knew that James Harden just turned he didn't make the All Star team, and so he, he and he was leading the he was leading, leading the, assists, the league yeah. in assists, but he didn't yeah. make the All Star team. Right. So he was like, "F this, I'm just gonna just start putting up shots like I used to." Wow. And so he it was a conscious decision by James Harden to just be like, "Fuck, excuse me, F it." <laughs> <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But yeah, no. So like, so like, um, of course, like I think that's a combination of guy that used to do whatever he wanted in Houston right. and then guy that wants players to play a very particular way right. just kind right. of butting heads and I mean but that's the thing dude if James Harden would have continued doing that just setting guys up and just taking like maybe 10 shots a game they probably would have beat the Celtics they probably would have made it to the finals they probably would have done a lot more because I think so, mm. I I think feel, so. yeah because honestly I feel like you guys got their number so I feel like regardless of how James Harden played well, you guys would have beaten them well James James Harden went off that first game first yeah but like, and then he went I don't understand like how can you drop 40 points in one game and just be so abject and absent in the following game well because he's not the guy he used to be yeah, well, like it's just that's just flat out that's true but the yeah. drop off is absolutely insane though like, yeah to go from 40 points to five points well he so he averaged well like first off it's the rules you know like he caught fire in game he, one. Was, he was able to do that you know but since they changed um a lot of the the foul calls yeah no free throws for you Harden. <laughs> yeah and like yeah. that's there's a big misconception with like so yeah he averaged went from averaging like 34 to 22 a game or something like that yeah right yeah um I don't know if those numbers are exact, but he definitely averaged about 34 a he game, did. and it fell off at least 10 points per game. Yeah. And, like, the people that kind of just, like, didn't really watch mm -hmm. and just watched the numbers will make this, you know, James Harden apologist. They'll be like, oh, well, if you look at Jordan, right. if you look at Kobe, if you look yeah. at blah, 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 like, they averaged the same, if not more, free, throw attempt. free throws attempts per game. It's like, right. yeah, but <clears throat> the way James Harden did it, did it made it a joke. 
Yeah, he fly. He, he just, he just bait. I mean, it was ridiculous. Right. I mean, these rule changes happen. It's because of him, in yeah. my view. He was the well. I think LeBron did it, you know, a little bit early on in his career. In my view, yeah, I think LeBron was kind of a flopper in his early on in his career, and that kind of ignited, I guess, the uh, anti-flopping is in the NBA. But James Harden definitely took it to a whole new level for sure. Yeah, I mean, and it, yeah. and it and it and it created. I mean, now they they're really trying to recorrect because it made it so it's a tragedy of the commons. If I don't do it, then that fool, but that dude's still going to do it, and exactly. everybody else is doing it, yeah. so I might as well do it, so, or else I'm going to be at a and disadvantage. getting away with it too, mate. So why yeah. not? Yeah. yeah, and that's actually what I like about Kyrie's game. Like, like of course I'm not, I don't, I'm not a Kyrie fan, mm-hmm. but I do like watching him play basketball. For sure. He doesn't hunt for fouls. He doesn't. He just hoops, man. He just hoops, he and, just I, and like hoops, he bro. might not take a free throw in an entire game, but I like the way he plays. Man. He does. It's so nice. It is beautiful. I think. Like, let me ask you a question, Dan. You've caught your last hundred dollars. Okay. Yeah. You can pick to watch Kyrie play live or Steph play live. Who are you picking? At Steph. Yeah. It's not even. It's Steph Curry changed the game of basketball, and he has almost. I mean, the they're, only reason, they're like yeah. they're like equally good handles. In my I eyes. would watch like, Steph because the only thing about Steph for me is his shooting range. Right. I yeah, would I love that. to see him shoot from halfway. To see that live would just be crazy to me. I don't know, just something about Kyrie Irving with the basketball in his hand, man. It's just beautiful to watch. Yeah, it is poetry in motion. It is just graceful, you know what it, I mean? It is truly, uh, it's 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 the way a basketball is meant to be Honestly, dribbled. like, if I could just write a poem on how a basketball player should play, it's Kyrie Irving's game. It's just so... Maybe a little more defense. <laughs> Offensively, there you go. Yeah. Offensively with the ball in his hand. Uh, it's just graceful, man, but with Steph... I don't know, because for me, I always struggle with that. Because Steph is shooting ability is second to none, greatest shooter of all time. Yeah, it's insane. You know, so shooting off the dribble, shooting at whatever the case, he's making it, mate. So I don't know, but for me, I probably pick Kyrie Irving just slightly though, just, right, so, just about. So this is something we did on the show, uh, and it took me a little bit of time to think about it, but maybe I'll see if I can catch you. Okay. So what is the greatest like if you could just pick like not even a fancy draft like okay. if you could just pick five players in the NBA yeah. just as a starting five yeah. just like that like a yeah. like not even like an Olympic team because I got Giannis on mine okay. but just like just if the NBA could represent themselves with five players but not just like the five best players not like an all NBA team just um which would be the sickest style of play or five so like I'll I'll let you think about it um I went Steph, Lillard, De'Aaron Fox, Jason Tatum, and Giannis. So we got we got Steph and Dame working off picks, basically setting up on the on the wings. De'Aaron Fox just sprinting down the court, Giannis trailing for the rebound, and JT just getting a little ISO every once in a while when we need it. Okay. That is, so that's like wow. Yeah, no, I, I get, I get it, I get it. <laughs> All right, I think definitely I, not the five best players. Yeah, De'Aaron Fox isn't close, right. to, but what he would play in that system. Well, I've got two of my players sick. already set. Stefan Giannis. I think Stefan Giannis. Yeah. Oh my goodness! I think Stefan Giannis are probably because when I, when I thought about Dame and Giannis, right? I thought like th- those two players, they complement each other unbelievably well. I, and I think Steph and Giannis is just a whole new level of that because mm. Steph is the best shooter than Damian Lillard. He's a better dribbler, better facilitator. He's just an overall better basketball player today, in my oh, view. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, definitely Steph and Giannis. Steph with the threes. Giannis with the pick and rolls and cuts to the basket. My third player on that team, hmm, let's see. I'll probably go for Nikola Jokic, mate. Yeah. yeah I'll go Jokic. for Nikola Jokic, mate. That guy yeah. is probably the most 
like, I, I don't even know what to say about him. His style of play is just, is, he just looks like, he just looks awkward, you know? But, <laughs> but it works, you know yeah. what I mean? It goes in. Yep. So definitely Nikola Jokic. My fourth player, I'd probably go for, hmm. Wow, this is a good question, Dan. This is a great one. This is a good one. Because it's like, it's yeah. more about style of play. Yeah, style of play, yeah, and for sure. I mean, Aaron Fox is a great one. Like, Jokic, Jokic is nice because he can run up and down the court, and this, but he doesn't like, like it's different than my guy handling the ball, De'Aaron Fox. He's yeah. going like beat everybody down the exactly. court. Then they like crash to him or something. But Giannis will methodically mate. like Kali- get down there. Imagine that, mate. The Jokic. Did I say Giannis or Jokic? <laughs> he said Jokic. Giannis. I think Jokic. 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 Yeah, so Jokic yeah. will methodically make his way down there and just look over everyone's head and, just, and then just find the guy. Boom. Or he'll just pull up himself. You know what I mean? It's unbelievable, mate. So yeah, yeah. Giannis, Steph, I had to, Jokic. I was like, I had to like think about yeah. that because it was definitely take, it was either having Fox or Jokic in there. Yeah. Yeah. But I decided to have Fox because I think it'd be cooler. I like the Kings, you know. I like them just running they up and down great. the court. I think my favorite like, play would be KD. KD for me yeah. is the most like his offensive game is just yeah. great to watch too. Mm-hmm. And number five, my favorite play, I got to put Kyrie in there. I just got, <laughs> I just got to put him in. I mean, he's my favorite player to watch. So Kyrie for sure. Put Kyrie. Yeah. Now, I mean, that would be sick seeing seeing Kyrie and uh, Steph play oh together. Goodness, that would be. be Silly Kyrie, Steph, and Giannis, and Jokic, and KD, mate. What, a, what an absolute <laughs> crazy team that would See, be. the only thing, they're all ball dominant. They are. So what they are you going to do? It's just going to be iso ball the whole time? I guess Kyrie can play off the ball. But you want him with the ball. You can. However, that's true. Hmm, I never thought about this one Steph all the way, can yeah. play off the ball. He can. Steph can play off the ball, no problem. But I have Jokic, though, playing as well. So you can't yeah. have Jokic play, uh, you know, a decoy. See, that's my thing. It's yeah. not just the five best players. Yeah. That's it, like it can't whole... just be decoy. Okay. Take it's the... hard to think of. It did take me, like, a little bit of time to be like, okay, but what's the style of play I'd want him to do? I mean, De'Aaron Fox is pretty ball dominant, isn't he, for the for the Kings? So you have... Yeah, him. no, he'd be the ball yeah. handler. Oh, he would be the ball handler. Okay. Yeah, so that's my okay. whole thing. That's right. my whole thing. You basically have... Steph and and Dame just heading out to those At the wings, wings. and then the De'Aaron crashes right. and Giannis trails With Jason and JT and JT's kind of like yeah he'd be player, like yeah. an ice, so he he might hang out at the top of the key or like somewhere you know he kind of be like a rover just waiting to get that ball just in you know the shot clock's running down he takes that difficult shot just right yeah. yeah. That is crazy. Okay, so I'm going to <laughs> I'm gonna have to take out all... Well, we can, you can give me the list on Friday. Yeah, I will. I'll yeah. give you all this on Friday on Dunk Discussions for sure. That is a... Cra- yeah, you know what? Yeah, for sure. Because I'm thinking, mate, <laughs> I can't put Nikola as a decoy. He has to have the ball in this time. But i got Kyrie and Steph. Yeah. But Steph can play off the... Ca- yeah, no, for sure. i got to think about this one a little bit more. For sure, for sure. All right, man. So I think that we definitely went over the time, but that's all right. Know, we had fun. Nobody's in here trying to kick us out. There you go, mate. Uh, Yeah, man. You got any um, parting words? Hey, thank you. Well, thank you for inviting me, Dan, for sure, bro. Well, thanks a, for coming on, I've man. had a lot of fun here, mate. And uh, yeah, guys, my message to you lot, hey, try things in life. Never be afraid to try things in life. That'd be my message. Try things, go out there, grow and blossom, mate. What's the word? There's a quote that I heard the other day. Embrace the uncertainty. Because mm. behind it is a lot of room of growth. Oh, man. And like, okay. That was a great thing to end on. But I got it. This is going to sound stupid. <laughs> right that, was, that was moving. <laughs> oh, maybe. But I maybe, saw maybe. this. I saw this. And like, I don't like that he slapped Chris Rock. But I, do like, <laughs> I saw Will Smith say this on social media a while ago. Uh, <laughs> he's like he's like um usually the fear that you surround something with right is 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 more intense than while you're actually doing the thing you fear 
He's, so like yeah. while you're actually doing the thing you fear, it's yeah. it's just pure bliss. It actually it feels nice because you've broken that seal. Yeah. Uh, so he talks about how like they surprise took him to skydiving and he was terrified. Yeah. It was like the word he's like afraid of heights. Like, yeah. no, I don't want to yeah. do this. Yeah. He's in the plane like oh crap. He's right. got. And then once he left that plane, it was the most beautiful feelings ever had. Now look, I'm not going to skydive. Neither am I. <laughs> Let's put that out there right now. I will allow that fear uh, to engulf me. For sure. And I'm I will not conquer it. it. But exactly. yeah, it's like kind of like what you said. Embrace the uncertainty, you guys. I'm telling you. Uh, I did it and it did, you know, a whole lot of good for me. You know, so I would definitely encourage people to do that in themselves and their own lives. 